Good morning. This morning from Revelation 4 and verse 8. So turn there in your scriptures with me, if you would, to Revelation 4 and verse 8. I want to read down through verse 11. This is the heavenly scene around the throne room of Almighty God. Let's read this together. Revelation 4 and verse 8. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come, whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before Him who sits on the throne and worship Him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So, brothers and sisters, reasons to worship our God this morning. We see that our God is almighty. Our God is ever-living the source of all life. It's impossible for our God to die or to be diminished in any way, shape, or form, living forever and ever. Repeated, what, three times in this passage. So understand first who it is that we have come to worship. But here I have a question for you in this short exhortation this morning, and that is, that is this. Not only do we have to encounter the question, uh, who is God? Who is this God who has created all things? But, uh, but who, who are you? And uh, I, I would encourage you to, to get your bearings every day, every time you pray, any time you, you know, wake up. Uh, what is all this? What is reality? Who made all of this? Children, in any given day, you know, ask that question. Go to the basics again. Who am I? Whoa. I move. I have being. I, I, these hands, they're, they're moving around. Benji runs all over the house on any given day, doesn't he? You know, I mean, it's, how, how does that happen? Who, who made all of this? Who made Benji? Who made the rest of us, right? So we ask these questions uh, of ourselves every day. And here, here, is, here is the question I want to bring to you in this exhortation before we get into worship this morning. That is this. If, if the holy angels and the four living creatures do not rest day and night, but cry, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, and if the 24 elders are on their faces before God and they're casting their crowns before Him, what about us? Who, who are we? Well, Psalm 8 makes it pretty clear that we are created a little lower than the angels, and crowned with glory and honor, uh, we are actually under the angels. So, so I want you to sort of enter into this heavenly worship scene this morning and, and view what's going on here. You know, 24 elders are there uh, before us, and, and there are the four living creatures, do not rest day and night, crying, holy, holy, holy. If you come into the scene, and there is the four living creatures, the seraphim, the angels, a higher creature than you, you feel like a worm in the presence of these higher creatures. I mean, how do worms, you know, think of us? They don't want to be stepped on, I'm guessing. You know, how do, 
I think animals sort of understand that man is a higher creature. So here we are entering into a realm in which there are higher creatures, for we are created lower than the angels. So here's my question. If the holy angels do not rest day or night, if, if the 24 elders who are, you know, 2,000 years old or 4,000 years old are casting their crowns before God, what would you do? What do we do? Where would we be in the presence of God? Uh, I, you would be on your face. Amen. I mean, that's where we would be. We would be on our faces. That's our position. That is worship. Worship, the word proskuneo is uh, to prostrate. So worship is prostration. We don't do much prostration in this culture. All, all these other cultures around the world understand prostration. They've done prostration. Uh, the Jews, the, the Muslims, they do it, but not so much the Christians in the Western world. We don't prostrate ourselves very much. But worship is prostration. I mean, just so you, so you know what it is, you know, when you come into a worship service, it's a prostration service. Um, which means that there's a bowing down, basically. Uh, you could be on your knees, you could be on your face, and there's different positions you can take. But brothers and sisters, it's prostration. Worship is not a worship band. Worship is not an entertainment scene, you know. I think that's really obvious, isn't it? Isn't it? Worship is not a worship band. Right? You go to some big auditorium, there's a worship band. That's not worship. Worship is not a worship band. Worship is not the piano. Or... Worship is prostration. Worship is everybody on their faces before God. That's what worship is. So just to make sure you, know, you understand what it is, worship is not some kind of a show. Worship is really humility. It's subservience. It's a sense of the awesomeness of God and a sense that you are in the presence of a much higher being than yourself. Now, we're not to worship the angels, as it turns out, we, because the angels are in the presence of God. And what are they doing? Worshiping God. So do the angels want us to worship them as they are a higher being? I guess that's my question this morning. Um, no, the angels do not want us worshiping them. We are to worship God. God is over all. So, brothers and sisters, we are not God. That's a very important fundamental lesson that we have to begin with at all times. Of course, you know, self-idolatry is the big thing today, but we are not worthy of worship. God is worthy of worship. He's ultimately worthy of worship. And I, I hope that this morning and, you know, every Sunday and every day, we make a longer list of the reasons why God is worthy of our worship. I think just open your eyes and ask yourself. We learned so much about the animals this weekend and just the complexity and the amazing character of animals and what they do and their, I mean, how they're trained to do this or that, and it's so complex, and the development of the chrysalis and the, uh, the, 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 the coming forth of the butterfly. We did some of that this weekend, and just, just anything. I was talking to a, little, a couple of little six- and seven-year-olds. I said, just study the caterpillars. 
Uh, I think Neil is rubbing off on me a little bit, but I said, you know, forget the pictures. I, they were standing in front of the God Made Animals book, and I said, don't, don't pick that up. Just go look at the <laughs> caterpillars. You, know, you have to look at the pictures. They're all over the place, and they're crawling. I said, get it on your finger and watch their little legs work. I, just whatever. I mean, brothers and sisters, open your eyes is all I'm saying. Open your eyes and just simply ask the question, who made all of this? Um, so God is worthy of our worship. And those that will not worship while the 24 elders are worshiping, the four living creatures are worshiping day and night, seraphims are worshiping, and those that say, well, we're humans, but we're just not going to worship, uh, they, will, they will be crushed. And that's just the, the bottom line. Uh, we read that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord, and some will fall upon the rock, and they will worship, and there are those who will not fall upon the rock, but the rock will fall upon them and it will grind them to powder. So that's it, brothers and sisters. We, we, we have not made ourselves. God has made us. Uh, Psalm 100. And uh, so let's uh, receive that this morning. Let's worship. And it begins with humility. It does. All worship begins with humility. You're in the parking lot on Sunday morning. Very first thing is, is humility. Let's begin with humility. Who are you? Who is God? We are, we are lower than the angels, we are fallible, we will soon die, uh, you're within two seconds of dying at any moment, our lives are so fragile, you know, we may have a heart attack within the next three minutes, uh, that's who we are, so just, just, come on, get, get a sense of who you are, we have sinned against God, we're helpless without Him, uh, we're not worthy to be in the presence of the angels, let alone in the presence of God, so that's first ourselves, then we then we take a view of God, and God invites us into His presence. He has enabled us by the blood of His Son and sprinkled all the way into the holiest of holies by the blood of Jesus Christ. So He's made a way for us. And yes, we're lower than the angels, but somehow He has privileged us with this. He, he, his Son, who is above the angels, that Hebrews 1, came and, and he, he gave His life and sprinkled His blood all the way into the holiest of holies so that we can approach God this morning. And so, let's, uh, let's come full of awe and reverence and fear and, and adoration, overwhelming sense of our privilege and our desire uh, to worship, our needfulness to worship God this morning. Um, and and let's, let's leave all of what the world is focusing on aside. Let's, let's leave aside the worship of yourself. All of the self-esteem, self-concern, the competitions, the pride, the comparisons of ourselves with others, the criticisms, the judgmentalisms, or the self-aggrandizements, or self-promotion. And this is what the world does. The world's all about all of these things. But how does any of that belong in the presence of God? You know, if we're wa- walking in the presence of God, and we're all about, why isn't everybody worshiping me? You know, if you're, you're in the seat, like, what about me? And, and, and what about the fact that I'm doing better than this brother, or this brother is offending me, or whatever? What about all of this? What about all this offense that, that I have taken? And what about the worship of myself? Where is all that in this worship service this morning? Do you see how that just doesn't belong? Amen. That doesn't belong. Amen. No, no, we're here in the presence of God. We're not here for ourselves. So humility, humility, uh, brothers and sisters, frees us. Humility is so beautiful. Humility, 
You are relieved of the responsibility of being God. Right? (laughs) Humility. Amen. So we come with humility. And that humility gives birth to faith. Humility is the entrance into worship, the entrance into everything that we do in the Christian faith. Humility is the door into everything. Humility gives birth to faith, to love, and then to joy. So we wind up and say, I just don't have the joy, don't have the love, Uh, faith, a little wavering right now. Humility is the door to all of these things. Humility introduces us to joyful and grateful worship on any given day, not just Sunday. So here's where we worship, right here. The two questions one more time before we're done. First question, who is God? God is the creator of all of us, the creator of the universe, sovereign over all things, far above principalities and powers, way over the demonic world, everything works out to his glory, the judge of all the earth, the consuming fire, whom we worship with reverence and godly fear, God, the very essence of love, fervent love for us, for a ferocious love that overcomes uh, his own wrath at the cross. God, God, we're to worship. God is to be feared, to loved, and to be trusted this morning. And who are we? We're not, we're not exactly at the level of the angels of the four living creatures. We are the, actually the undeserving. We are the graced ones. We, we have been graced. We are the ones receiving grace, the adopted children of God, worshiping our Father, worshiping our husband. Does that sound strange to you? We don't worship our own earthly father, do we? But we worship a heavenly father. I think that's, we also worship our husband. We worship our savior, that's Jesus. So we're here to worship our husband. We're here to worship the father. And so there's a relational element there, you get that? There's a fear and a reverence, but we're here to worship our Father. We're in relationship. That's what makes this very interesting. And so in chapter 7 is where actually we show up. You say, we're not there actually in chapter 4, Revelation chapter 4. We're not there. Uh, We show up in Revelation chapter 7. So this is where all of us show up. We have the four living creatures are there. The angels are there. But you're saying, where where are we in this story, in this great scene of worship? Where are we? Well, we show up in chapter 7. So we're going to flip over to chapter 7, I'll end here. After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one can number of all the nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, what? Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne to the Lamb, as we are the ones who have been saved. We are the ones redeemed. And all the angels stood around the throne, and the elders and the four living creatures, and fell on their faces again before the throne, and they worshiped God on their faces. They are on their faces worshiping God, which is exactly where we are as those that have been humbled, those who have been graced, those God has enabled for us to come into uh, this worship this morning. And all the angels stood around the throne, the elders and the four living creatures fell on their faces, and they said, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, let's take that moment to, uh, to bow our, our heads and hearts uh, before God. Come down on our knees before God. You can prostrate yourself. 
to the extent that you fear God, to the extent you're humbled before Him, to the extent you believe in Him, to the extent that you understand that you have been graced and God is good and God has poured out His love to you in Jesus Christ. Let's, let's now pray our prayer of confession uh, to our God together. Oh Lord God, You who know our hearts perfectly and before whom there is no secret, we, we humbly acknowledge that we have not lived exclusively for Your glory nor according to Your love. We earnestly ask for Your forgiveness in Jesus Christ. We have confidence in Your tender mercy and love for Your people. We are unworthy, O Lord, but You are gracious. How we praise You and trust You and draw near to You because of Your love for us in Christ. Now, Lord, grant that by Your Holy Spirit we would see Jesus again. And upon seeing Him, be transformed into His image. In His name we pray. Amen.